1: is WWTC Minneapolis-St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A state judge on Friday lifted an order temporarily blocking Louisiana's abortion trigger bans from being in effect. Nearly all abortions now illegal in that state. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry says anybody violating the abortion ban can be prosecuted.
3: Abortion
0: clinics that are operating in the state of Louisiana as of today are operating illegally based upon the laws and the Constitution of Louisiana. And they do so if they continue to operate, they do so under their own risk, both the doctors and the clinics as well.
2: Louisiana's trigger laws had been blocked since June 27th after abortion providers sued the state over the bans, which they said violated the Constitution. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average yesterday closed with a 46-point decline by the closing bell. The high-tech NASDAQ fared somewhat better. It was up 13. This is SRN News.
1: Mark Levin doesn't see things getting better.
0: I fear for what's happening. The totalitarianism is growing. The power of the federal government is growing. The inequality... I'm not talking about race. The ideological inequality is being criminalized. The use of law to destroy the legitimacy of the law is moving towards an apex.
1: Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot,
2: Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. If you ever wanted to meet the person Behind the mic? Well, you can with our terrific talkers, VIP experience. You get to meet the host of your choosing and you get to sit in on their program. Enter once a day at AM 1280 ThePatriot.com. The Narn with mitsburg is next right here on The Patriot.
1: The following program was pre recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
4: The show that says "Send us your tired huddle." The masses yearning to see red. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty. The Patriot. My name Mitch Berg. My blog shotinthedark.info, which since February of two thousand two has been plugging gamely away to try and win the little piece of culture that I have some visibility into. That being upstream of politics and the effect I've had. Uh, in all humility, has been much more than I expected. Uh, it led to this broadcast, the, my own broadcast, the Saturday afternoon 1 to 3 show, which has been going since 2004. And this broadcast, uh, Brad Carlson's Closer broadcast, which has been going since 2011, I believe it started uh, back uh, around the time my granddaughter was born in 2011. So going on seven years uh, of of Sunday broadcasting, thereby dominating the Twin Cities broadcast weekend. Uh, Brad Carlson, of course, uh, out on assignment today. He'll be back next Saturday, uh, Sunday rather, from 1 to 3. I will be back on the usual Saturday uh, slot every Saturday from 1 to 3 on the headliner edition. ...of the Northern Alliance. Uh, King Banyan, of course, does the King Banyan radio show. uh, Part of the uh, lineup over on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Business? Businessman? Businessman. Every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on AM 1440, The Businessman. Together with the Northern Alliance radio network, benign despots, but despots nonetheless... ...of weekend radio here in the Twin Cities. Well, we're coming up on Independence Day some call it the 4th of July some people get peevish about it being called the 4th of July saying it's Independence Day to which I respond oh get over it we know it they're used interchangeably we refer to 4th of July and Independence Day interchangeably and and yes it would be best if most Americans knew what it stood for and really felt and believed what it stood for and and by the way that's your job as well as mine to affect that in the population around us, and I'm here to tell you, telling people, don't call it the Fourth of July; it's Independence Day. Is about as successful in in spreading civic knowledge to the uneducated as going, uh, as, as jabbering about the Oxford comma is when it comes to grammar. <laughs> it alienates people. Don't do it. Just make sure 4th of July and Independence Day are synonymous for the right reasons. And yeah, taking a day off and smoking up some brisket. That's the sound of saliva welling up at the mention of, of brisket. I don't know. It's become an obsession uh, lately. Uh, is a wonderful thing in and of itself. But, of course, the reason for the season is the independence of the United States, the Declaration of Independence, whose anniversary is celebrate every July 4th. And it's a good thing to revisit that declaration once in a while. So pour yourself a drink, and I'm going to do exactly that for the next hour, going over bits and pieces of it that you and I, as conservatives, as patriots, as people who believe in what America is supposed to be about, actually do know to be a fact, and things that we need to, live and pass on to other people who need to know these things. But I think it's also instructive to to hear the entire Declaration from beginning to end, just to see and, and hear what the Founding Fathers were actually thinking, because it's, it's amazing how little Americans are actually exposed to the full text of the Declaration these days. To wit, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to those ends, It is the right of the people to abolish it or alter it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing inevitably the same object evinces the design to reduce them to utter despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused to assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He's called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He's dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness. Firmness his invasions to the right of the, on the right of the people he has refused for a long time after such disillusions to cause others to be elected whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the danger of invasion from without and convulsions within. He's endeavored to prevent the population of these states for the purpose of uh, obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions for new appropriations of lands. He's obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He's made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He's erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat our substance, substance and sustenance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He's combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving their assent to their acts, giving his assent, rather, to their acts of pretended legislation, for quartering large bodies of troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases uh, of the benefit of a trial by jury, and for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into those colonies. He's talking about Canada. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He's plundered our seas, ravaged our coast, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation." He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their own country, to become the uh, executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring upon the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions." In every state of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in our attentions uh, of our British brethren. We've warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We've reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity and have conjured them by the ties to our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must, therefore, acquiesce to the necessary to the necessity which denounces our separation holds them as we hold the rest of mankind enemies in war but in peace friends we therefore the representatives of the united states of america in general congress assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. And they are absolved of all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connections between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And that as free independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce and do all other acts and things which independent states may have right do. And for the support of the Declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. After which the representatives of the 13 colonies, which I won't name right now, they're all out there. Google is your friend, uh, signed their names. And And in many of those cases, as Michael Medved describes on what will be his 20th straight broadcast of his epic July 4th broadcast this uh, coming Wednesday, uh, and they ran down the list of what happened to the Founding Fathers, many of whom had to answer to that Pledge of Lives, Fortunes, and Sacred Honor with their lives and their fortunes, if not their Sacred Honor. What does this mean to us today? Northern Alliance Radio Network AM12A the Patriot. More on that when we come back on this pre-Fourth of July edition of the Northern Alliance. Go nowhere. Be right back.
1: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
5: I am lovable, capable, and worthwhile.
1: I am loved without strings, and I am never alone. Treehouse is an organization that creates a safe space for teens through one-on-one mentoring, support groups, and activities. At Treehouse, teens are introduced to a loving God who will always be with them and accepts them exactly as they are. When teens are rooted in this living hope, transformation begins. I have a future. The Treehouse mission is to end hopelessness among teens. You can help. Visit treehousehope.com dot org.
5: Happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do, but you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing. And it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater puts on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net.
1: You listen every day. I
5: never miss
1: it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. AM
4: 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can also join us on Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show, short for Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, Saturdays at 4 o'clock, Americans for Prosperity with Jason Floors. Continuing the excellent tradition of fantastic, excellent conservative programming on the weekends here on AM 1280 The Patriot, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, ergo, dominating Twin Cities radio. So, so I just read the entire Declaration of Independence from from Wall to Wall, from beginning to end, from from checkered from uh, green flag to checkered flag. And, and I think it's important that people hear it because it is it it it's unheard of throughout human history when it was originally drafted uh, 242 years ago, this coming Saturday, uh, about this time, 242 years ago, uh, because it was not drafted overnight on July 4th. Obviously, most of you took enough history to know that. It was a long, uh, drawn-out battle to draft the Declaration of Independence, and it led to Another fifteen years of battling over what exactly was going to be the the framework of the democracy that was declared on July Fourth, seventeen seventy six, which led to our Constitution via the Articles of Confederation, uh, which were enacted at the end of the the Revolution. But the Declaration of Independence uh, still it's one of the along with the Constitution is what has guided this attempt at a democracy uh for for the past 242 years and and by the way when i say democracy that's another one of those things like like 4th of july that gets people into a into a a a thesaurus mongering uh froth that go uh, well we don't have a democracy we have a representative republic well that's that's correct and in terms of of general english usage uh If you're using democracy with a capital D, well, that is majority government, 50% plus one majority rules, uh, in other words, mob rule, which we do not have in this country. Now, small d democracy, well, that's a general term for government of by and for the people, the demos in the ancient Greek, not so ancient Greek for that matter. Uh, And so both terms do apply. And if you wanna be pedantic about something, again, don't be pedantic about the term 4th of July, pass good knowledge along and don't be pedantic about the term democracy unless you see people spelling it with a capital d in which case uh, they're probably chuck schumer i want to go through the declaration of independence though because again not in, in its entirety because that would make a boring radio show re- reading it once every segment for a full hour. I mean that'd be kind of a cheap way out of an hour of radio and I don't want to do that. Because there's there's much more to be gleaned from the Declaration of Independence today on its 200 uh, on the week of its 242nd anniversary than just hearing it again every memorial day which we passed a month ago. I I wish upon the American people the idea that, that, that we continue to have a democracy, small d, that is worthy of the sacrifice of those who, who fought for this country over this past two and a half centuries. And on the 4th of July, I would like to take the opportunity to go through the Declaration of Independence and take stock, take inventory of, of how well we are living up. To what the Declaration of Independence called us, and the government that is supposed to be constituted as a free association of all of us as equals to govern each other through our mutual consent, how that is doing. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary, etc., etc., we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. That among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You, you, you don't need to have a PhD in political science to know that there's a significant part of our society that has no concept of the notion of, being, of rights being endowed to us by our Creator. You don't have to go and find high school kids who think they're, or, or Europeans, or European high school kids who think that rights are endowed to us by our government. That The same government that protects those rights is the one that grants them. To be an American is to believe that rights are endowed to you by your creator. Whatever you believe that creator is, whether that creator is God or Yahweh or Allah or merciless fate or biology, or I don't care what Cthulhu for all I care, but that's where your rights come from. From the fact that you were born a human being in this universe, and yet we have swaths of people, perhaps 30-40% of the people in this country, who do not believe this. And they elect representatives who act like they don't believe it, or pay it the most facile lip service that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, pursuit of happiness, of course, taken from Tom Paine's original uh, spelling of, of the fundamental rights, life, liberty, and the preservation of property, the notion that what you own is yours. Gone up against the Minnesota Department of Revenue lately? Not much pursuing of happiness going on there, is there? That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed that's such a key statement about what it means to be an american about what america is supposed to be a government i'll say it again men who derive their just powers uh, governments instituted among men who derive their just powers from the consent of the governed do governments believe this today We've got so many examples, but the one i love to turn to this time of year is that of former Minnesota Senate Majority Leader Larry Pogamiller, who sometime about 10 years ago, back when the Democrats had the majority in the Senate, I think back during the Pawlenty administration, when they were arguing about some spending, a tax cut or another. Yes, Tim Pawlenty did argue for tax cuts and spend and trying to hold a line on spending. And Larry Pogamiller Miller. Uh, famously went on the media, gave an interview where he said, "I don't think that people are have do a better job of spending their money own money than government does." As a way of saying, government has a prima facie right to what you earn before you do. It's the same thing from which, by the way, the idea that a tax cut is considered an expenditure. Logically, that can only come from the assumption that your money is the government's first and yours second. Governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers by the consent of the governed. I don't know any sane person who consents to the idea that the fruit of your labor belongs to government first and then you, maybe, if there's anything left over onward and that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness now low-hanging fruit here it's possible to argue that what they meant was the revolutions that we have every two years in this country to re-elect our lower house of our legislature and every six years to re-elect the the to impanel a third of the higher upper house of our legislature and every four years to pick a new chief for the executive branch but if you look at it literally the notion that a people that the, the 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 notion of Establishing a new government that works better for the people is a right of the people. You discuss this clause in the Declaration today. And there's a fairly large and well-heeled part of our population that will call you a traitor. that will accuse you of treason. Unless you're violating against, uh, unless you're rioting, I should say, against Donald Trump. That's, That's a whole other matter. Onward. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed or for lighter transient causes. Accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evil is sufferable uh, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they're accustomed. One of the things that was most revolutionary about America is the fact that up until then, it was utterly unique in human history. Before that, The vast majority of humans who ever lived on this planet, like many who still live today, lived under tyranny of one form or another and never saw any other possibility of any other way of existence. Martin Luther King was wrong and Barack Obama was wrong in quoting him. The arc of history traditionally, up until July 4th of 1776, does not bend universally towards justice. Throughout all of history... Here to theretofore, the arc of history bent inexorably towards tyranny and barbarism. And to say otherwise is to be a laughable Pollyanna. That was one of the things that made America most revolutionary, the idea that democracy is even possible that divine right of rule of, of the haves over the have-nots is not the natural state of mankind. Liberals today think democracy is inevitable, that's wired into human beings. A look at history, especially history before the Declaration of Independence, shows that to be comical, laughable, and yet a deadly thing to believe. I'm going to continue my way through the Declaration of Independence as we continue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM
1: 1280 the Patriot. Right here, right now. There is no other place I wanna be. Right here, right now. Watching the world wake up from history. Right. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use upside. Upside? What's that? Card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code T-R-E-E. Use code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cash back's not available in New Jersey, Wisconsin.
3: Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451.
2: AM 1280,
4: The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget, Brad Carlson back next Sunday, 1 to 3 on the Closer Edition. I'm in for him today. He's off on assignment, enjoying a weekend of, well, being on assignment, I presume. (laughs) Of course, I will be back next week. Saturday from 1 to 3 on uh, AM 1280, The Patriot, King Banyan every Saturday morning, 9 to 11. Uh, also, well, so much going on here this next couple weeks. My band, Elephant in the Room, will be playing a couple gigs in about three weeks here. Uh, Thursday night, the 26th, uh, we'll be playing a fundraiser for the Newberger campaign up at Willie McCoy's in Champlin. Uh, we're going to be doing a double bill with a uh, good friend, Rick Aguilar, and his band, Space Force, and uh, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. We're uh, going to be uh, playing a set each, maybe uh, jamming on a couple things as well. Also rolling out a uh, new member of the band who will be familiar to a lot of you who have been long-time listeners. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, so make sure you pop on out there. It'll be, uh, it'll be like getting the old band together again, literally, <laughs> in this case. Also, the next night, uh, Friday the 27th, we'll be out at the new Eagles Club in Stillwater. It's on Highway 36. It's the old, uh, what do you call it? It's famous Dave's. All roads lead back to barbecue today. I really have to broaden my horizons here. Anyway, we're going through the Declaration of Independence line by line here because that's what people need to focus on. I think I think we all think this on, uh, as we head towards another independence holiday, our 242nd as a nation. And we get to the clause about the long string of uh, abuses and usurpations uh, pursuing inevitably the same object uh, designed to reduce the subjects of America under absolute despotism. And and the founding fathers then ran down a list almost like uh, a a lawyer writing a, a a declaratory brief or perhaps a petition and summons about all the, the laws that have been broken, all the the elements of law that need to be argued. Uh, uh, the king has refused to assent to laws his, uh, that were proposed, forbidding his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance and then ignored them, uh, the laws when he was uh, supposed to, to attend to them, refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of immigrants to a country that at that time needed them desperately, uh, has called together legislative bodies, Far away from pe- where people actually lived and kept their paperwork, for the sole purpose of making it impossible to comply with the law. You see this happening today. You see this happening today in our in our country. The the growth of the deep state bureaucracy that, from the language used in our laws to the idea that that people. Even people's elected representatives have hours to read 2,000-page laws and then voting on them, and uh, laws you have to pass to see what's in them. And and the bureaucracy, you know, the unaccountable, deeply entrenched bureaucracy that builds up around this form of lawmaking and see where perhaps our republic has failed dramatically in living up to those particular clauses of the Declaration of Independence and how they are a result of the collapse of the federalism that our democracy was rebuilt around, well, originally built around, it was originally a confederation that became a federal uh, republic with the rise of the Constitution, I I think you can. Uh, We'll come back to that. He has, the king, has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invention, his invasions of the rights of the people. Well, we see that today. We are certainly seeing a, an invasion of onerous social tyranny today. I mean, the, 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 the tyranny of the majority, or at least the majority in the public square, the people with the, the printing presses and the loudest bullhorns certainly exert this, uh, they haven't dissolved the Congress yet, but they certainly uh, do make their best attempt to overwhelm the right of the people to assemble and have their grievances heard, unless you're against Donald Trump. Uh and onward, he has made his judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. Has uh, obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing a judiciary system, and endeavored to prevent the population of these states for the purpose of, of obstructing the laws uh, of, of, of dealing with foreigners, and uh, and on and on. And, and and when I read these this list of charges, I have to say, I mean you have to do you remember Howard Root, one of the best guests we've had on this show, the author of Cardiac Arrest. And and in these five or six different accounts in, in the, the founding father's indictment against King George basically uh spell out the list of the outrages committed by a rampaging bureaucracy against the people and their freedom. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of the legislatures and uh, affected to render the military independent and superior to the civil power. This speaks directly to the, the, the explosive growth I think that we have seen over the last 50 years, especially of federal law enforcement up until a hundred years ago, there were three federal crimes, treason. I forget the other two, but there were, there were three of them and it didn't take a lot of work. And it certainly didn't take a lot of bureaucracy to, to enforce those three laws, federal law enforcement, the federal, uh, the federal law enforcement system was exceedingly limited in scope. It didn't have much to do, and what it did, it was expected to do with the minimum of force, effort, cost, and disruption upon the people. And if you remember our interviews with Howard Root, the author of Cardiac Arrest, you see how completely perverted that has become in the past 100 and especially the past 50 years as the regulatory state has metastasized into using the federal law enforcement system and an immense, unanswerable bureaucracy to the term of imposing social goals uh, upon the free market and its practitioners and basically providing political resumes for its leadership. Not to mention the multiplication of federal law enforcement. He, he uh, kept among us, in terms of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. The, the original Congress and the, the founding fathers were deeply worried about standing armies because they had been, in Europe, instruments of the tyranny they were fighting against. And they certainly were here in the United States. Remember, the British sent their army from Boston to Lexington and Concord to enforce gun safety laws. Enforce common-sense gun regulations. (laughs) It's literally what they were doing. Now, I'm less worried, by the way, personally, about uh, the standing army today than I am about federal law enforcement. Over the past 20 years, it's not just been Barack Obama, George W. Bush participated, as did Clinton before him. The idea that practically every federal bureaucracy has a SWAT team, or several SWAT teams, not just the FBI, not just Customs, Department of Education has a SWAT team. Why? I'm much less worried about our standing army at this point in our history than I am about the fact that the federal government maintains a huge armed force amongst us. That is a complete slap in the face of a couple of counts in the Declaration of Independence he has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledging by our law lo- unacknowledged rather by our laws giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. Well, it was eighty years ago, eighty-five years ago, that Franklin Delano Roosevelt started packing the Supreme Court and using that uh, as the vehicle towards imposing the Commerce Clause on virtually all commerce taking place in America. And by the way, using that as the camel's nose under the tent to impose federal regulation on just about every corner of American life, things that were supposed to be delegated to the states and more importantly to the people suddenly got slurped up like ants being sucked into and digested by a huge federal aardvark. It was a collapse of federalism that with downs to our detriment to this day. Something that we need to roll back. Something that I fear cannot be rolled back without a fundamental change of what this government is and means and aspires to be. Can that be done peacefully? Perhaps. Can it be done without a complete collapse of the government we already have? I have my questions. Onward, for imposing taxes on us without our consent and for depriving us in many cases of the benefit of trial by jury. Uh, Have you ever seen a better job description of the IRS (laughs) right there? Uh, uh, For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. Don't even get me started on the entire administrative law system in this country, which is administrative, but not really law, but is a testimony to the collapse of the federalism that that makes this country and our freedoms possible. There are people who say now that this country is too big to govern, and they probably have a point. It's too big to govern in the centralized way that Woodrow Wilson first started to poke under the tent and that FDR and LBJ further expanded into becoming the way our government works our our country is too big to govern in a centralized way it's no easier to govern than the soviet union was in a centralized manner and it's because we the people allowed government over the past hundred years and especially the last 50 and 80 years, to walk all over these tenets of the Declaration of Independence, more when we come back on the Northern Alliance radio network on an Independence Day edition of the broadcast. Go nowhere It's the Northern Alliance I wish you could
0: seem,
5: like a dream to me now.
2: Took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw. i to look for America. Laughing on the
1: bus. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app
5: the power of the christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions and it just makes them better adults
0: hi i'm jeff
5: hi i'm trish
2: And we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools.
5: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family.
2: Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
1: Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on...
3: from up-to-the-minute analytic reports an insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs.
0: So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today.
1: Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers.
0: You know, that's the song of the Cardinal, and Cardinal happens to be my last name. Hi, it's Bob Cardinal with Calhoun Companies. If you're considering buying or selling a business, I'll walk with you. From defining an exit strategy to succession planning, for peace of mind and to ensure the process goes smoothly, put my three decades of business buying and selling experience to work. Call 952-564-3806. 952-564-3806.
1: The right to the people that keep and bear arms shall not
0: be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM
4: 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. I don't think I'll be taking calls. I don't think I have time for that today. Always great to hear from all of you every other hour of this broadcast. Going through the Declaration of Independence line by line and finding the places where our government today falls short. Got a few more points to go through. I had to leave out a bunch. I mean, a lot. Because it's, there's a lot to go through. I could spend two solid hours on it. Perhaps next year for Independence Day, I will do exactly that. Uh, i got three more to go through here. He, he is, King George at this time, transporting large armies of mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny. Okay, we are pretty safe from foreign invasion in this country. I mean, we have more military capable of crossing an ocean to invade another continent than the rest of the world put together a couple times over. So a foreign military invasion, Red Dawn style, makes for interesting, sometimes engrossing, often comical fiction, but it's not going to happen. On the other hand, the debasing of our immigration system, as we discussed in the first hour, turning it from a, a vehicle to create new assimilated Americans who believe in the tenets of our immigration system and our Constitution into a pipeline for new Democrat voters without regard to whether or not they ever assimilate, to whether they become Americans, whether they ever believe in what our Constitution and this declaration is really about. Well, it's not an armed violent invasion for the most part, but it has certainly uh, got a shot at debasing our society. I mean, from the perspective of someone who believes in what the declaration set forward he has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants uh, of our frontiers the merciless savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages sexes and conditions okay it's an attack on the native americans and yes there was a war and 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 it turned into a genocide and uh, for that america has had to reckon for well over a century now and that reckoning continues and uh, and and it's a, it's a sign of how things have changed, perhaps, maybe not, so much over the last 242 years. Uh, the, 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 the people that we were conquering certainly didn't cotton uh, to being conquered without a fight in many, many, many cases. Now, uh, not going to go over that here today, But uh, although it's certainly worth a discussion at some point here. But we talk about domestic insurrections that uh, are brought upon us, the people. Have to look at the way the left is forgiving not only the 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 spont- semi spontaneous bobbleheads that the likes of Kamala Harris and Maxine Waters called forth over this past week, demanding that they get in our faces in public, that they spit in our foods, that they make it impossible for us conservatives to go out in public, <laughs> the the real resistance to go out in public to participate in public life. We also have to look at domestic insurrections, uh, like, well, anti-fa, so-called the anti-fascist group that is indistinguishable from the behavior of the fascist brown shirts, black shirts, uh, and, and other such groups of thugs that, uh, be- beat down on dissent, uh, around the world. This is part and parcel of the same sort of, uh, oppression that the founding fathers were complaining about uh, against uh, King George, who incited the similar sorts of attacks against uh, patriots by loyalists back then. And finally, at least for purposes of today's show, in every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned our redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be a ruler of a free people. So, yes, on the one hand, we have an elected system of government and a system of government and a society that is still, by world standards, certainly historical world standards and even the standards of the world today, It's pretty free, pretty stable, a a system by which the changes in government that need to happen are still done by peaceful, democratic means, and even by routine, process-driven means that can basically be repeated in society's sleep for centuries at a time. And this is a good thing, and it is so much better than the alternative. Most Americans have no idea, and especially, I say this when I hear the leftist bobbleheads who prattle at gabble on about being the resistance and and discussing the violence that they are thinking they need to start to resort to You have and along with them some of the idiot anarchists out there, the people on the far fringe of the libertarian movement who think it's time to burn it all down (laughs) if you don't think the will to power beats the non-aggression principle every single time, I'd like to meet the unicorns that bring you whatever you're smoking It never fails. The will to power always trumps the non-aggression principle. But let's go more strictly to the point of our peaceful redress of grievances and the humility with which we brought those. I remember eight years ago, hardly seems that long ago, but eight and nine years ago when the Tea Party rose from nothing to knock the establishments of both sides completely cattywampus in time for the 2010 election and led an epic landslide of of ch- a huge a 180 degree change of course over the course of one electoral cycle in this country denying Barack Obama complete control of the uh, of Congress after two very parlous years and the way with which Our governments, our establishment on both sides and our sort of de facto societal government, our mass media, our mainstream infotainment complex, united to slander the Tea Party and the small government activists who... Used the tea party to as as the vehicle for for pushing a point of view that actually resonated with a huge percentage of the American people and this slander this this treatment of of dissent this peaceful pursuit an assembly for the redress of grievances was repainted as racists and nazis and and people of of deeply awful character, which led inexorably to the Notion that that to get these changes made, you couldn't play nice and you shouldn't play by their rules and led to the support for Donald Trump that has led to our mainstream left becoming completely demented in recent years. I urge you all to read the Declaration of Independence and in your own hearts and in your own families and in your own communities, whatever that community is, rededicate yourself to rededicating our society to trying to achieve all the best of what was in there. And with that, I'll leave you this week. We'll see you next week. On behalf of Brad and the rest of the Narn crew, have a blessed Independence Day. God bless you all. God bless America. Hear the latest
0: reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at salempodcastnetwork.com.
2: The fight for the unborn is raging in our country. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, clearing the way for many states to ban or severely limit abortion. The abortion debate rages on all across the country. The award-winning film, The Matter of Life, cuts through the rhetoric and hatred and exposes the real issues surrounding the plight of the unborn. The Matter of Life. Stream it at SalemNow.com. If you care about protecting the unborn, this is a movie you will not want to miss. It's been hailed as the best pro-life movie ever made. Stream it today at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. There is a battle taking place in America. Whether you're pro-choice or pro-life, you need to see this film. Stream it today at SalemNow.com and have your own life transformed as you watch The Matter of Life. Stream it today at salemnow.com.